theyeshiva.net. Good morning, everybody. A good chaydish. Welcome. We're up to page tests. Close to the end of the paragraph. At the line that starts, uh, like the middle of the page. Line starts, you know, So, we have been exploring the mushal, the parable of the true, authentic Rav and Talmud, mentor and student, disciple, and uh, the tremendous requirement for all of the stages necessary in preparation to prepare a class in its most powerful way. Generally, the four stages of preparation represented by the four terms in Sefer Iyav, Azra, Vayisapra, Hechina, Vagam Chakra, and then Vayoymala Adam, which is seen as a description of the Rebbeinu Shalom. He saw it, he told the story, he prepared it, he researched it, and he said it to Adam. Which also parallels the four letters of Yudke Vovke. Yudke Vovke comes from the word Hoive, Mahave, Yehave, right? Which is to bring into existence. Which is Hashem's speech. It's the ultimate speech of the ultimate Rav to the ultimate Talmud. All of creation is a speech every moment. Bidvar Hashem Shamayim Nasu. It's God's sermon. And the sermon requires four stages of preparation, which are Yud. Hey, and then Avav and the Hey, which are the first two vis-a-vis the teacher himself, Klalam Prat, Ra'av Ayisapra, and then Klalam Prat vis-a-vis the student, which is Achina Vagam Chakra, and then Vayoymer La'adam. Nonetheless, we see that despite all of the preparations, and we're talking about real preparations, to the point that the teacher, as he puts it, estimated the difficulty of the student to absorb it, and therefore prepared in his mind not only a general framework, but the exact restricted and limited letters and words and paragraphs through which they communicate it. Despite all of that, often, or sometimes in middle of the presentation, new innovations, new ideas, new insights pop in to the brain of the communicator, may be a tremendous new question and challenge that can undermine everything. It may be a whole new perspective and a new answer, which even a new question is a new perspective because it challenges you to to a new perspective, you know. The, it's the question itself. Even a question is called a new perspective because if, I, if I'm experiencing a deep question on what I said, that's always the beginning of a new awareness. So it's not like only if the teacher experiences a new answer. A new question itself means that, yeah, everything I said doesn't make sense. It's challenged. The foundations were destroyed, so now what? you got to build new foundations. So whether it's an insight from a perspective of the question, an insight from the perspective of an answer, or a new depth in the insight, but that happens, and it happens not in the preparation, it happens in the process itself. Why would it happen in the process itself? One reason, he says, is because in Machshave, it's all scanned. 
it's scanned, meaning many details are put together in a more cohesive fashion, but also in a more nebulous fashion. Even hearer, which is already breaking down in your thought how you're going to say it, still is much more concentrated. It's much more, uh, it's much less, div- um, uh, much less behischalkos. It's, um, less broken down, less differentiated. Machshava, there's also differentiation, of course, but you can't compare it to the, the real differentiation, which happens in Dibur, where literally when the letters are vocalized, pickle or failure, right? Or abagadahavazacha, etc. <laughs> so when the letters and the words are articulated, it's it literally every letter has a shape. It takes on a shape. It's a process that goes through your mouth. And as we know, it's a, it's an avoida. To utter a letter is an avoida. As we know, it's not conscious unless somebody who has a speech impediment and then they have to work out every letter. Generally, it just, it's a miracle. It just, you know, happens. How it happens is already a sugibif neyatsma. But uh, it's an incredible activity. And that differentiates. And we have the klal gadol that his chalkus is the mevarer. Differentiation is what allows birur, what allows a new clarity, what allows a new separation from that which doesn't belong, from that, a separation between that which doesn't belong and that which does belong. That's step one. And that's why you see that in thought, a person can deceive himself more. When you say it out, when you hear what you're saying, even though it was before that, what you're saying, you know, because it's in your thought, but it's not enough. And we have it also on halacha, right? It comes to Kriyashma, or Tefillah, or Berchus Hamazen. The halacha is, It's a question. The main idea of Krishna is kavana or benching is kavana. So why don't you just have kavana? After the meal, you close your eyes and uh, thank God, which you should do. <laughs> but there's a mitzvah of dibur, mamish dibur, right? Krishna has to be bedibur. And bechus hamazim bedibur. And tefillah bedibur. And if you only did it behirur, you weren't so many mitzvahs. So there's something that happens in Dibur that doesn't exist in Machshava. And that's what the Gemara says about learning. Even though learning, you could have this learning in thought, and you have to understand. But Chayim Heim Lemaitzayim Lemaitzayim Bepeh. Because that differentiation that comes out to Dibur, when you can hear that, something happens. There's a, a new a new clarity and a new depth. Even when you're talking to yourself, even if nobody is there. What's called in Yiddish, Oisreiden, Oisreiden, yeah. Sometimes to yourself. Sometimes before I give a shir or a speech, I, I, I say it to myself. But uh, well, I can't think it. But the truth is, after I say it, I, I notice things that I didn't notice before. What, why? What, what happened? Because all his chalkos... His chalkus is mevarer. His chalkus is mevarer. This belongs here. This doesn't belong here. Somehow it takes on a much more concrete shape. 
it's uh, it's it's harder to fool, it's harder to deceive yourself. Just like in writing, right? When you write it down, it's even more ischalkos because writing is meisah, not only dibur. And speaking, you know, you could, for example, be redundant, right? And speaking, you could be redundant. <laughs> the Gemara says dibur teira kolashim b'nayadam. And that's why in Torah there's double words, at least according to Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Akiva disagrees, but there's a shit to like that, right? It says in Parkham Pesach, uh, Yosef says, Gunov ganafti He didn't have to say it twice. <laughs> it's drama, you say it twice, yeah? Al mevushal bamayim. Okay. says, God also repeats himself, you know. The Hebrew were daydreaming the first time, he repeats himself a second time. In writing, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> An editor will throw out your article. Why is this repeated? Everything has to be justified. It's even more Ischalkos, even more than Dibur. And we know it right away creates clarity. This doesn't belong here, this is extra, this is superfluous, this is confusing. It challenges you to go to a deeper place, always. Huh? <coughs> what? Extra and superfluous, yeah. Yeah. The editor would not, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in writing, either you write superfluous, you write extra. Superfluous is a nice word. Extra is also a good word, but it's extra. <laughs> no, no. Here we're talking about even when it comes into machshava. And it's already formulated. The shear is formulated in thought. Right? Last time we were talking about uh, machshava are streams of thought that don't necessarily... Yeah, a person has machshavas. You can have... How many machshavas do people have? I mean, it, just, it just doesn't stop machshavas. It's like boom, 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 boom. It's like they're just banging. And you have to... So, no, and those machshavas, you have to know what they are. Like not every machshava should be associated with your core. It's not. It's a lavush. Tanya, it says, machshav is a lavush. A garment, what do you do with a garment? You put it on and you take it off. And you wash it. And if it's very dirty, it doesn't mean that you're dirty. It means that the machshav is a very dirty and nasty shirt. Okay, so change it. And if you can't change it because you don't have another shirt, okay, so you're sitting in a dirty shirt. Yeah, here we're talking about machshav in terms of the preparation of presenting ideas. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. Yeah, because because Machshav is conscious thought. Machshav is conscious thought. But what's going through that lavush? <laughs> you know, Machshav is a lavush that, that channels awareness. It, it, it could channel awareness too. It's the end result. Awareness can flow through machshava. That's when my stream of thoughts are aligned with my deeper awareness. But sometimes my stream of thoughts are narishkeit. Right? Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. But so here, here we're talking about the teacher who's formulating his thoughts, formulating his presentation, and he's thinking it through. But something happens in Dibur because of the Hishalkus of Dibur. The differentiation of Dibur creates new dynamics. 
When things are more machshav, I could deceive myself more. But when things are more klalizdik, you know, it's a chalant. And a chalant, you mix everything into the pot, everything works, right? Sometimes people, when they start dabbling with chsidus, different svarim, and it's like, okay, atzilis, and nishamis, and spheris, and oilamis, and makshavis, and shabbos, and yomtev, and now I'm feeling iris, and now I'm feeling kelema. Shalashidus, Rabbi Engel says. Whatever it is, and, and like, you don't know what hit you, but you want to know what hit you, right? So like, so now you're imagining you're having these madregas, and you're having these experiences, and, uh, What's, what's, what's often, what's often the most painful thing is there's complete deception. Like, complete lack of, of awareness of, of real honesty, of real appreciation. One of the biggest things of the Alter Rebbe was the Hischalkos. Everything was Hischalkos. His attentiveness to details, which you see in Shulchan Aruch Harav, he also did when it came to Kabbalah and Chsidis. And on one level, it's like, no, it's this is spirituality. It's inspiration, but it's not the what's the case. His chalkus is what allows for bitter. It allows for for emesdekite. It allows for pnimius. All pnimius is about his chalkus, because everything has its place. Everything has its madrega. Huh? Many times in this year, the last few years, <coughs> you'll say something to us, and then you'll think for a minute, and you'll say, and you'll come up with a sentence that I don't think you had in your mind two minutes before. And when you say the sentence, as it comes out of your mouth, you'll say, did you hear what I just said? You'll tell us, did you hear it? Because the sentence itself, as you said it, brought a clarity right. that wasn't there in the right. right. conversation. Right. So in the four stages, but how do you know that I didn't plan it? I'm just wondering. Because you get a certain polis from the sentence. It looks like I also got excited. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> it, it was like... It wasn't... It was coming, it was developing right. as it was coming out. Right. Yeah, yeah that's... I, I, no, no, it's always, always, constantly. Huh? That's the hard we have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I couldn't come up with it before. It just, it would have not, just not there. It's not available. It's like, I'm not here. Sorry. So the first level is, Pashat, the, the, the symptom of Dibur. The Hischalkos, which is, Hischalkos is frustrating. Who likes differentiation? But it's the condition, is the prerequisite for the ultimate emes, for the ultimate birur. And in all learning, it's that way. Every suge, you must have Hischalkos. You have to have what you call categorizations, categories. When everything is mixed up with everything, it can sound good, but it's not... Uh, uh, you think this is so vague, Yeah, really right, always, yeah. So yeah, yeah. His chalkus is what allows for achtos. <laughs> Putting the pieces together is only when you have each piece, when you know what each piece is. If you don't know what each piece is, it's, it's, it's superficially together. The puzzle becomes a beautiful puzzle because each piece is distinct and you know its distinction. It's like the jigsaw puzzle. And then you can put it together. The point is not division and differentiation and, and separateness. That's not the point. The point is not that the Dibur takes every idea and separates it. The point is that that Hischalkos, that articulation, articulation in, in a very concrete way, 
allows for clarity, lack of deception. This is this, and this is this. This does not belong here. This belongs there. Something else has to be brought in here. Something else has to be rejected. And learning Gemara and learning Halach and learning Sugis, this, this is a critical point. His Chalkos. Yeah. So, no, no, he's just saying that Dibur relative to Machshav and even relative to Hirur is much more his Chalkos. It creates much more differentiation. When you have to articulate, yeah, when you have to articulate your ideas verbally, they take on, right, a shape that is much more concrete and hence the differentiation of the idea in Dibur. For example, to think of an idea, right, sometimes in three seconds, you have it. Yeah. I know sometimes before I give a shir, a speech, like, I, I prepared it, I know what I'm going to say. And then when I, I hazard it over in my mind, it could be a five second experience. Everything. I mean, not every word, but, but everything. To say it could take two hours. And you could see it. I mean, you're walking in the street, you thought of something, you'll see within two minutes, you thought of something that would take you two hours to say. Cause in Machshava, it's just, you know, bundled together. That's how Machshava works. It's very undifferentiated. It's oasis are so idle, you know, you can put it all together. It's like, how many atoms are there in this cup of coffee? You know how many atoms are there in this cup of coffee? On that level, on that level, things, a lot of things could be put together. The lower it goes, the more differentiated it becomes, and the more hischalkos, and the more bitter. So that's the first step. Step two is that despite the love and care and concern of the teacher to reach the student, which is why he prepared everything, Something happens in the actual dynamic of communication. This is even deeper than the first idea. First idea has to do, Mamish, with the science of vocalization. It even exists when you speak it to yourself, even if nobody's in the room. There's a difference between thinking and saying something. Or should saying it over. That's why the Weyidin always, who when they learn, they learn themselves, not Becharusa, but they say everything was said. Yeah? Said. <clears throat> they spoke, they spoke to themselves like they're speaking to, to somebody else. That's what the Gemara says. When you sit and you learn Bedibur, it takes on, it, it, it becomes ingrained in a different way. There's a different clarity, there's a different depth. Uh, questions that you didn't think of will come up, and answers they didn't think of will come up. But now there's another Nekudah, and this has to do Dafka with the encounter. It's something that happens in the dynamic, in the exciting dynamic, in the collision, or in the friction, or let's say in the encounter, the intimate encounter between the two souls, between the mashpia and the makabal, between the Rav and the Talmud, that even if the Rav understood and estimated the difficulties of absorption on the student's part, which is why he went through a tzimtzum after tzimtzum after tzimtzum after tzimtzum, and he already cut out 99% of what he could say, so that 1% should be able to go in. So it's all, it's packaged, it's all ready, but it's all in his machshava. Or maybe even in his dibur, but vis-a-vis himself yesterday in his private room and study. And now when the actual encounter is happening, he says something happens. When he sees the face of the student, and what happens is his deep rotsam, that it should be absorbed, right, confronts and uh, hits against, it hits, it hits against uh, the stone wall, let's put it that way. It hits against the difficulty of the recipient to absorb it, and he sees the words recoiling and coming backwards rather than going this way. Or Yasha, we call it Or Choyzer. 
what this brings out in the real teacher is something that he could have not anticipated before. Even if he would have tried. It's mamish like the ball bouncing back and touching him in the gut place. Here we're talking about a gut of awareness that brings out what's called seichel hiyuli, a much deeper, deeper way of saying it, a deeper level of awareness, a deeper insight. Maybe he needs a different language. That's to talk in a different language. Maybe he needs a new metaphor. Maybe he needs a, a new sentence. Of course. Yeah, without the humility. Yeah, yeah. If he's getting angry and frustrated and arrogant and the chutzpah of these people, they don't understand me and who are they and I'm, this is all a mistake. Then you just, <laughs> now you, this is where other machshavas come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why is the whole double conversation? Moshe Right. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he's responding from a place of arrogance and frustration and anger and, and these people are so stupid and uh, I'm so brilliant and what am I doing here and I should, could have gotten another job and I should have been a Nobel Prize winner, right? I mean, people, which, which happens. These are all normal, all, especially by teachers, <laughs> you know, who sometimes have bigger egos. Feedback, feedback, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're talking if the, if, of course, of course. Of course. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Thank you, Rabiaku, for the clarification. Okay. So I don't have to go to therapy today. <laughs> Thank you, Rabiaku. Ah. It's almost better than a cup of coffee. <laughs> Thank you. But it, it is a very important idea. It, it's not only teachers in your house, you know. So it's how we respond to the inability of, of somebody to absorb it, you know. Very often we just go into a different place. That's why he, the way he puts it here is that the pnimius haratzen of the mashpia, sheyuklat bikle hamakabu bepnimiyusa. What it matters to him more than anything else, Pnimius Herotzen means he's not here for fame. He's not here for honor. He's not here because he needs a paycheck. He's not here because, you know, he couldn't do anything else. He's not even here just to express himself. He has a deep, deep Rotson that the wisdom should be absorbed by the Makabal. That's different than self-expression. Self-expression means I want to express myself, which is a very nice thing. But that's not, that's not a Rav. You want to express yourself. Great. Self-actualization is a wonderful thing, right? But um, a rav with a Talmud means his pnimius haratzen is sheyuklat b'kleh mekal b'pnimiyusa. What he cares more than anything, pnimius haratzen means it's it's a core passion, it's a core desire. That's what's driving it. That I want it to be absorbed, and I want it to be absorbed not in me, but in the, in the Talmud. That means it has to be tailored to his identity, to his soul, to his, to his moichen, to his faculties of, of cognition. With a child, with a grandchild, of course. Vishinantam levanecha, eloa talmidim, right? It's the same idea. So when that Rotson encounters the difficulty, it hit a wall. It's, 
It's not being absorbed. It literally bounces back and it just brings out something new. And it doesn't always mean, you know, the illustration is not that that's what it always looks like, that he's speaking and the words just hit a wall. It's relative. In other words, maybe the words do enter, but there's something that's not coming across. There's something that he's not getting. Right? The teacher thought he's going to get the whole richness of the idea, but he's not. So this this can all happen subconscious. It's not like the teacher is sitting, okay, now it has to bounce back in me. It's just a very deep, natural process that he's going into a much deeper place and suddenly he comes out with a diamond. Where did that, hey, where did that come from? Why couldn't you say that in the beginning? I couldn't say it in the beginning. It just emerged now because the Urchhäuser, the actual dynamic of trying to influence and seeing that something else neat is necessary here, something is unclear, something is not fully developed, or at least the full majesty, richness, depth of the idea is not coming across. And in this inner Koya Chiyuli, this inner, uh, inner genius that every soul has, but it's unconscious, a new epiphany or a new way of saying it just emerges. And that's the story in Baba Metziah, Peidala by Rabbi Yechanan Erish Lakish, that especially when the student asks, so he literally throws the ball back, doesn't just balance back, he throws the ball back. And asking doesn't necessarily mean verbal asking. Sometimes the greatest questions that students ask is they make a face, <laughs> right? Just a frown, like, what are you talking about? Or you have lost me, they don't have to ask, that's bigger than every question. Because a question, again, is a limited question, right? But that that, that facial feature, du machst us. <laughs> that's why you have such a good place, <laughs> By Mizrach, yeah. Twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yes. When when he asks a question, or you see that he doesn't understand, that that hits you in your face. It's literally the ball hits you in your face. You know, this idea is supposed to go this way. Suddenly, whoops. It's, it's literally, it's mamish like a, it's a ball game. I mean, that's what's, huh? And sometimes a curveball, right? <laughs> and, and a curveball requires a new set of skills. We know that, right? The great athletes, it's how they responded to curveballs. Uh, the regular ball, okay, shine. Right? <laughs> Fast balls are gewaldic, but curveballs is where it's at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Spencer, Harry Spencer. Yeah. yeah. So it's literally, it's literally when sometimes a teacher could look at the face of the student and he's asking a question just by the the facial feature, and that hits him, and but it hits him into a much deeper place, and it brings something out. The teacher may not even be aware of all of this, by the way. He's describing here very deep dynamics, but this is what's happening. You know, and when we look at it, we know, we, I mean, we all know this. This, this is what's happening. It's really happening. Yeah. Perhaps. That's good, though, you're saying. Shaini Yedei Elishal, you're saying is, it's such a deep question, he doesn't know how to ask it. <laughs> very good. <laughs> 
It's such a deep question. He's just quiet, right? Sometimes you're sitting with a teenager and you're like, what's bothering you? Nothing. What's bothering you? Nothing. How's life? No, I don't know. Those are the deepest questions, right? <laughs> what's bothering you is everything is bothering you. Yeah? If we take that, God, then if we take what you're saying, then we go back to Tom, one step above, he can ask, but he can only pick out two simple words. Mazois. Right, right, very good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mazois. Yeah. And at psachloi, there's, there's an expression, at psachloi, right? There's an explanation. You have to open the doors, huh? I'll have to tough at, yeah. Yeah, yeah. At psachloi, so you really have to open the door. He's plugged, he's stuffed. At psachloi, you have to open the door. Of course different level. But if the teacher gets frustrated and angry, then he's not a teacher anymore. I mean, he may be a teacher, but he's just going through his own process now. Now it's personal failure or it's an issue with his own confidence and security. You know, what am I doing here? Which is all normal human emotion. It's not, but you have to work that out. The problem is not that you have it. The problem is when it's not worked out and, and suddenly you start putting it on the students, you know? What you're saying is that it's on the micro and it's on the macro. Hashem and the world and Hashem and every individual. Yeah. We now come to the step three. If the two steps are not enough, you have to go one step deeper. What, what happens? Ubeemes. <laughs> this is already... Uh, <laughs> something even deeper. Ubeemes. Iker hatam ashaydei hadibu l'talmidei. The words are also very eloquent and beautiful, by the way, just to comment if you're familiar with a good Hebrew. It's a very beautiful way of putting it. The real reason, the real reason, really breaking it down, <laughs> that through the Dibur to the Talmud, it gets triggered or aroused in him. Ne'elamois, ne'elamois means new concealed ideas, or mechudoshois, innovative ideas. In other words, ne'elamois just means it was hidden. Mechudosh means sometimes it could really be new. It's like really creative. Like where did that come from? Be'ilu yachar Higher and higher. Be'ina roich. Be'ina roich is very interesting. It means it could be in quality much greater than the shear that he presented. In other words, the whole Shia that he prepared for a month pales in comparison to the Chiddush of that one sentence that was a completely unexpected. It's not just a new vart, a, a nice marshal, he got up some extra, an extra emphasis. Sometimes what came out in the middle was something that is Be'en Reich. It's far superior than the caliber of everything that was prepared. The real reason for this is, in addition to the first two explanations, is mitam notes tchilosum besayf? Is because of a principle that is uh, interwoven into the very fabric of existence, and it's coined by the term in Sefi Yitzira coins it Sefi Yitzira Perik Aleph, which is considered one of the most foundational, classic, and ancient books in Kabbalah. Sefi Yitzira, right? Rashi says it comes from Avram Avinu or Rabbi Akiva. And the Sanhedrin discusses the Sefi Yitzira. 
And the Sefer Yitzhak has an expression, no, it's tchilasan b'soifon, v'soifon b'tchilasan. The beginning is etched, notes, etched, gehakt. In the end, and the end is etched in the beginning. Now, this is not such a simple phrase. No, it's chilasan b'soifon, b'soifon b'tchilasan is saying something very profound. You can only discover the tchila by the soif. Till you get to the soif, you're in a much higher place, because the soif is the end, 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 but you're still not in touch with the tchila. So it's one of the biggest soifs of the Balatanya, based on these three words. He really went uh, went to, uh, what's the words? Huh? He went to town, so to speak. It's three words in Seyfi Yitzirah. Five words. Right? In L'chadoidi we say tonight, Friday night, Seyf Maisa, a similar phrase. Not Seyf Maisa is even deeper than that. But what it means is, there's something called Tchila, the beginning, the beginning of everything. And then that beginning evolves and develops and develops. But you'll only get back to that beginning all the way at the end. And the end is on the lowest, because the end is that which is the end, 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 end result on the bottom of everything. But in that soifon, you get to touch the tchila in a way that you couldn't, even in a space that is very close to tchila, and in very close proximity to tchila. Reverse engineering. Reverse engineering. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or in a way, you could say the difference between a linear line and a circle, right? The circle starts and you go, you're very close to the beginning of the circle, but you really, you, you went away from it. And the lower you get from the point where you began, really, the closer you're getting to the point. And then all the way at the end, you actually touch that point. Okay, that's an interesting. Right, right. No, he's, just, he's just adding that. He's just adding that. So if I'm saying that I'm informing my beginning with a soul, I'm saying that I'm looking at the big picture. The whole picture. And this is in a way, we, we spoke before about a scanned view of something. That's precisely what Skirachas. Yeah. A, a holistic picture of it, and that's why I can analyze it in a much clearer way. That's what I would think. Is that correct? Okay. I think it's part of it. So he's going to say, "What does he? What do we mean here?" Kimach What did you ask? Say that sense again about touching it in a way you couldn't even. I just wanted to hear that sense again. Oh, I forgot it. <laughs> I mean, I think what I said was that uh, that when something is betchila, it's the beginning of everything, right? That which is close to the tchila, which reflects it most, because it's like in the beginning of the process, in a way reflects the tchila more than anything else. But nonetheless, it's the soifon. It's the end, end, end result, which is the most distant from the tchila, which allows one to touch the tchila. That's the unique principle of Noah's tchilas and dafke besoifa. The beginning is everywhere. Why in the end? There's something of a relation between the beginning and the end that those two meet in a way that the process in the interim does not meet the tchila in the same way. Is, is that coming higher than the person? 
Well, he's going to explain. What happens in this process of the teacher and the student is that the seichel hakadam, seichel hakadam means the idea, the way it is completely inside of him, has now reached its ultimate fruition. In the Saif Maisa, in the last stage, because first it had to be absorbed by the mentor in his own Chachma. That's the first stage, right? As you see it, seeing is Chachma. Then, then it goes through a differentiation with the Koyach of Bina, the feminine power, that's the second stage. There's no idea without Chachma. Chachma is the insight. Chachma is the flash. Chachma is the epiphany. Chachma is the nekuda. Chachma is the tipa, the sperm, the seed of life that has microscopically the fetus. That's Chachma. That's raw, seeing it. It's the whole picture. But it's not differentiation. It's not differentiated. It's just a klal. It's like, I got it. I got the nekuda. Then it has to go through Bina, which is Chizchalkos, all in your own mind. That's the feminine power that takes the seed and absorbs it and nurtures it and develops it over nine months until you have a full-fledged baby ready to be born. That's called Kayecha Bina. Chachma is the wisdom. Bina is the understanding, the development of it. Chachma is conception. Bina is comprehension. Chachma is inspiration. Bina is perspiration. That's the Vayisap. And then it has to go through Midas. You have the awareness of it. And then it goes through Midas, which is the personalization of it, the relevance of it. It touches me. It excites me. It's part of my world. It's not just abstract wisdom. I'm not a computer. And then it goes to Malchus, all the way down to Malchus, Yarad HaSeichel, Ad HaDibur. And then the Seichel goes down all the way, further and further, until the last step, Dibur. The Gemara has an expression of Baba The moving of the lips. The moving of the lips is called Maisa. It's not Maisa with your hands, but it's, in other words, Dibur is also a form of Maisa. And now it hits the soif. It can't get any lower. This is it. This is, this is the lowest place. It finally emerged from him. It went through the whole process. By the way, this process could sometimes take 20 seconds. This process could take 5 seconds. This process can take 10 years. Right? But this is the process. And it's a very, very intense process. There's the Chachma of it, and there's the Bina of it, and there's the Das of it, and there's the Midas of it, there's the Malchus of it, there's the Machshava, and then at last, the Dibur to the student. This is the Saif Maisa. Now the ultimate greatness of the idea reached the Saif, 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 as it went into the mind of the other. You now connected with the other. It's not how it began, but it's how it ends. What happens? Saif Maisa Shaloi. Your saif becomes the student's tchila, because that's what he has. What is for you the last stage is for him the first stage, because that's what he got, the ball you threw to him. That ball, for you to develop that ball, (laughs) may have taken five years. So it's your end result, but it's his beginning, because he just got it. Now he has what to work with. 
So your soif becomes his tchila. Ayidei, his oiridus ni'itzas haschola, shi'ihelem koyach hamaskel. So his soif maisa, which becomes the tchila by the mekabel, what happens? Suddenly, no it's soif and betchilason. He comes in contact with his own tchila. He comes in contact with the helam koyach hamaskil, with the idea the way it is even higher than chachma, the idea the way it is in his own subconscious, which he could never have if he doesn't come to the safe Maisa. As long as he's toying around with it in his own mind, he will never get to the tchila of it. It's only in the safe Maisa, in the seifon, in the end, when it reaches the end result, the tachlis, that since he's a real Rav, so the Tachlis is not for himself. The Tachlis is to give. Only when he gets to that Tachlis, something new happens. He gets to touch a place within himself that he could have never touched. Because the Siphon happened. It's in that relationship, in that encounter, that he becomes aware of the ultimate Chila that he was unaware of. Yeah. Over there you'll say, Saif Maisev Machshavat Chila. When you build a house... Right? So your machshavat chila comes out in the saif maisa. You had a plan of what you wanted your house to look like. And then you work towards it. And in the last nail that's put in, hopefully it takes less than 20 years. Right. Right. Over there the idea is that the last stage allows you, is your original plan. Saif maisa was machshavat chila. His chila triggers your chila. That point, the mashpia becomes a makabal, because his purpose was fulfilled. There's something a little subtle here. He said, or the way you've explicated it, that there were three things that caused this noflin lola harab. Yeah, yeah. One was we understood he had to go through a process of differentiation. Dibur. So therefore, that was beer. So that's in one way to think yeah. sort of better. Thing. Yeah. The second thing is by the recall, the irresistible, immutable force uh, hitting an unstoppable object. And the recoil, that also forced the development. Yeah. But the third one, he's not really giving you a reason. He's saying there's this Kabbalistic concept of not so lesson. So then when it hits the Makabal, it does something to you. Very good. Excellent. The first two are logical mechanisms. The third is not a logical mechanism. Because it's deeper. It's very good. Because it's, it's actually, that's why he says Be'emes. The real reason of everything is that which doesn't have a reason. <laughs> That's the real reason of it. That's why it's be'emes. The first two are not emes. It wasn't a lie. It's be'emes. Because the real reason for everything comes from a place which doesn't have a reason. You know, we can go why, 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 why. At some point, why is going to end. Huh? Amita simotza, yeah. You know, logic is already a construct. Very important one. <laughs> Very important one. But it's a construct in the world. And why, and why, and why, and, and who said that, and et cetera. And at some point is, it's the way it is. It's the truth. It's a very deep question you asked, okay? And I wasn't planning to say this when I prepared this year, because I didn't think of it. I just like, okay, no, it's Saifun Betchilosim, we know this. Well, Atanya mentions it like, 8,000 times, and the main thing is and everything. But, but the truth is that this is, this is a very profound idea. It's the way it is. And we resist the siphon because the siphon is always going to the, 
lowest possible place, which is not easy. Back to the Shaina Yadeh Elisha paradigm, right? So in, in the relationship, in the relationship, the siphon is that when you hit the lowest possible point in the relationship, and you can get lower, as he says, Ein lamata mimenu, soif lamata and now you hit the tchila of the tachtain, so now your ultimate tchila of yours emerges. And the reason, the re- the, I don't know the reason for this, but the underlying principle behind this is that the relationship between the alien and the tachtain is at the core of existence. Right? Hashem says, I need a place to communicate. It's going to be between the two kruvim. The two kruvim was the image of a boy and the image of a girl, two babies. Rashi says they look like tinoikas, parts of tinoikas, gold. And it's in the space between the kruvim that the shechina communicates in the world. He couldn't find a better place. The Gemara says in Yuma these days that when the they saw the cherubs intertwined and they took it out and they said, look what this nation is busy with. Look what this nation is busy with. Look look what for them God is. Basically, the Kruvim, this is their holy of holies. That's a, It's a fascinating Gemara, right? In other words, it's in the space we create for each other where the Rebbein Nishalaylam speaks, because the relationship between him and us is at the core of all of existence, at the core of everything. So therefore the soif, where the relationship happens, will bring out the deepest chila that could have not been brought out in the whole process till then. The process till then would seem you're much closer to the chila, but you're not. It's in the most distant location most distant place, when you almost lose yourself. Remember, for the Rav to get to this place, it's, I don't want to say it's intellectual suicide, but it's compromising, it's compromising everything. He's going through tzimtzum after tzimtzum. At some point, they go, who needs this? Right? Who needs this? He's going, he, he has to constantly revise and revise and revise and revise and revise, right? As he goes through all the processes, and at some point, it's like, I'm out of here. But if you're out of here, you're never going to be I. You'll never meet the I. Just a little, let me just finish. But when I'm, I'm sorry, just one second. So when he goes down, 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 and he comes to a soif she'en lamate, man, you can't get any lower. <laughs> it can't get any worse. You cannot get any lower. That's what happens. So he says, it's soif she'be'elion she'en lamate, man. And what happens now? You touch the makabel. It's his tchila. You got it. So what happens? You touch your own tchilah. So something new emerges that he could have not anticipated before. The source of the seichel, the unconscious source of the seichel that he could have not anticipated now comes out. And that's a whole new perspective. And he's like, wow. But for this, he had to go all the way down to the seif. And this is true in all relationships. It's true in all all relationships. His own pnimius will come out in a way that he could have not had if he would have remained in his own cocoon, even though that seems much more closer and reflective of who he is. Rather than going through all of these tzimtzumim. And the reason is because relationships is at the core of everything. No tzayfam betchilosan is at the core of everything. That in the shayf, there will be the real tchila will come out.
You typhus. The Be'emes, yeah. It's like, yeah, there'll be all the mechanisms, we'll get it, you know, speaking differentiates and, and the excitement and the dynamic and, and I really want to get this and I'm frustrated, etc. But behind, yeah, in other words, ultimately all the mechanics, it's, it's all rooted in something. You know, God could have made a different system, like, what? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he's, you say he's going down the chain, rung after rung after rung after rung. And here it's not just a chain, it's a, it's, it's, it's a real, real exercise, a lot of uh, gymnastics and stretching. Inspiration, perspiration. Chachma to Bina, to Das, to Midas, to Malchus, to Machshava, to Hirur, okay, to Dibur, and each one is a Tzimtzum, and each one requires all those four stages that we spoke about. Yes, exactly. And the anger and the frustration has to be put on the side burner, on the side burner. And it's when that energy enters into the other that you are reborn. Logically, it doesn't make sense. It's like it was all here. No. It's a renewal. You are reborn in the process. Yeah, yeah. As the energy left me and entered into a different space, ultimately the purpose behind everything was fulfilled. And therefore I am reborn. That's the, yeah, that's the no, it's tchilas and Yes. The rebound goes to a place of tchila. Yeah. The ultimate you emerged. Yeah, and he could plan this for years, but it won't happen in the planning. Yeah, that's the real. That's the real idea. That's the real idea. Yeah. Yeah. The Gemara says, I think in Erevin there was an Amira who taught everything four hundred times. He had a student; he needed to teach him four hundred times. <laughs> four hundred times. What happened when the student finally covered? What happened then? Ah, he became a new person. And it's not easy. It's true in all relationships, by the way. In other words, it's it's the magic that happens when that energy left me and entered into you. It You have to have the encounter for that. And in that relationship, in that relationship, it went into the macabre, which seems like, okay, fine. It's the last thing. <laughs> it's the last thing. In that, in that moment, everything comes together. And the purpose behind everything comes out. So you're given privy to a depth that you couldn't have had without it. I think it's true in all relationships. Huh? Huh? I don't, I don't quite uh, see the mice like what happens to the must be at the end, like what? The Gemara says in Masechah Saita about Avram Avinu, it says, Vayikrosham Avram planted a garden or a hotel in Be'er Sheva, and he called out in the name of Hashem, the God of the world. He called out. So what does it mean he called out? He made a sign, he gave speeches, he gave classes. So the Gemara says, Amar Lakish, 
al tikra vayikra ela vayakri. In a sevater, there's no nekudos. Vayikra, you could read if you want vayakri, which means he made other people call out. Al tikra vayikra ela vayakri. Vayakri means like a makre, right? You you makri is you help the balkoder read. Vayakri means. He had, he influenced other people to call out in the name of God. Malamed shehikra Avram lakadosh baruch hu befi kol over v'shav. He influenced anyone who passed his hotel, all the guests, to ultimately build a relationship with Hashem. You know the famous story everybody learned in yeshiva, right? He would tell you to bench. You remember, Moshe? You remember third grade? <laughs> he told you to bench, and if you didn't bench, what did he do? He gave you a bill. $3,000 for the meal, and you benched. Whatever, that's one of the stories. But the point is, he influenced everybody. So the question is, you know, we read all these things, Al-Tikra. So why can't the Torah just say Vayakri? <laughs> why does it have to say Vayikra? And then Rish Lakish says, no, don't read Vayikra. The pronunciation could have been Vayakri. But if you read it Vayakri, it's wrong. Because the pronunciation is Vayikra. Because it could be read as Vayakri. So there's a concept in Torah Shabbat Peh. Al-Tikra Vayikra Vayakri. We say every morning. Al-Tikra Bonoyich Ela Boinoyich. Gedengst Faraleinu. Vemeloif Tereis. Al-Tikra Bonoyich. So just say Vayakri. So usually these questions are not asked. It's like, okay, well, you're going to start asking these questions. But the truth is these questions have to be asked. The Lubavitcher Rebbe once said on Moira de Kavart on this. He said, the Pasuk says Vayikra. He called out. He called out means he called out for himself. He called out. Come to Chazal and say, Al-Tikra Vayikra, Ela Vayakri. For him to have Vayikra, he had to have Vayakri. Vayikra Shem B'Shem Hashem Ke'elo means Avram Avinu called out to Hashem. It became his God. Says Rish Lakish, Al-Tikra Vayikra, Ela Vayakri. To quote him in Yiddish, says, Oib du willst, as by dir soll eingehen de Vayikra, darf sein de Vayakri. If you want that the Vayikra should really become yours, you should own it. If you want Vayikra, al-tikra Vayikra, then you can't focus only on Vayikra. Al-tikra Vayikra, ele Vayakri. You're going to have to be able to go out of yourself and, and call out to others. Yeah. Uh, the whole shit <laughs> In one line. Yeah. Of course it could have said Vayakri. That wouldn't have been the point. He called out to others. No. It says Vayikra. But if you want the Vayikra, I'll take the Vayikra. Don't just say I'm going to steig myself. I'll become this great, great, godal, perfect person. No. If you want the Vayikra, you need the Vayakri. Why is that? Why? The answer is because in the very fabric, in the core of existence, no tsoifan betchilasan. When you get to the lowest place, the lowest tsoifan, that's where you get the tchila. A few years ago, I went to visit a place called Perth, Australia. Huh? Perth, Australia. To speak to the community there. So after the lecture, the, there's a chabat there. He asked me if I could come have dinner with him in the house. I said, of course, I was starving. In Perth, uh, you don't have uh, Shiner's Shul with uh, restaurants and trucks all over the place serving food. So, uh, of course, I went to dinner. So I was sitting there with his wife and his children. So he said to me, tell something, say something to my children. Say something, they don't have a lot of guests here. <laughs> so I told them, when you look at the world, right, where's Perth? <laughs> Perth is... 
Saif, 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 saif. But you're the only, you're the ones who pick up the whole, the whole planet. Because as Balatanya says in a building, he says, commercial haliver. When you want to lift up a building, where do you lift it up from? You know, when they move homes, you got to go to the lowest place. You can't go, you go, I want a skyscraper. I'm going to go to the, the 61st floor. You're going to destroy everything, huh? You go all the way to the bottom and who gets uplifted? Everybody gets uplifted. When you get to the soif, yeah? Ultimately, everything comes out. So I thank them for uh, <laughs> for uplifting the world. So that's the Nekundan, that the Vayikra is not just, it'll be a good thing to influence others. It's when that energy leaves you and really goes into the other, that a new self is born. Okay. Nineteen you're right. You know how I know? You know when the Rebbe said this? His first Fabrengen. <laughs> His first Fabrengen as a Rebbe, Yud Shva Tovshin Yud Aleph, he said this word. He said it with Pchias. He was crying. It wasn't... Uh, huh? I'm saying, so you're right. What you said, that doesn't in the Kuda. He said it the first Fabrega. Mamush the first Fabrega. First Maimah, Bossi Lagani, Achoisi Kala. In the middle of the Maimah, the Rebbe said this word. Azai Shnel. I don't know, but it's on a recording. I heard it on a recording. Perth? You pick up a building, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruchim Aboyim. Welcome back, Zesta. Bruchim Aboyim. Welcome back. It's Yisrael. Huh? I don't know why you came back, but you came back. Bruchim Aboyim. Welcome back to you. Yeah, it's Avi Fishoff, huh? You gotta pick up the, what everybody calls dregs. Everybody gets picked up. Everybody gets picked up. It's not, it's our, our intuition is to do the opposite. Ignore it and go to the easy one. No, no, no. It's in the safe where you're gonna get your own tchila. Something happens in a relationship with your child. You prepare, you give, you give, you give. He doesn't accept it. You get frustrated, you give up on it. You said, I did everything. You're deceiving yourself because you will not be at peace until you get through. When you get through and it goes in, the heart opens and goes in, you become a different person. You will not be your real self without it. So don't stop.
We say, I did, I did, I did. I hit a wall. Like the Rav. I did everything. I hit the Talmud. It's not going in. I did everything. I did the best I can. No. It's not just you didn't touch him. You didn't touch yourself yet. You didn't touch yourself yet. What's Machsta Kailos? The Hest? You didn't touch yourself yet. When you, when you, when it goes in to the Makabal, you find out who you were. And like, wow, there's like a magic. And you're reborn, huh? So it's very easy to stop at the last stage. It's like, he's not absorbing it. I hit a wall. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. That's it. I did. I came down as much as I can. I'm good. You could say that, but you're not good. <laughs> you're not, you're not yourself yet. It's only in the, in the relationship itself that magic happens. And it's not magic that you can prepare for. It's not magic you can prepare for. You know, a lot of parents with their children do this. He's like, I can't get through to him. I came down, 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 down. That's it. It's over. And like, you give up on it. And I'm wholesome. I knew what I did. I'm a loving person. But you're really deceiving yourself. You're not wholesome at all. You're a broken person. Maybe not be your fault, but you're broken. You're broken because you didn't touch your tchila. And then when you get into the soif, right, which is the other person's tchila, now you get to your tchila. It's, 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 this is a real stuff of life. You know, people, can, you can argue ahead of them, but this is the truth. It's the emes. Always. It's true. It's true with our Rav and Atalmud, true with parents and children, true with spouses. It's true with friends. Every, the whole world is based on this. Because it's rooted in the essence of existence. No, it's soifam betchilasim. Vesoifam betchilasim betchilasim. Rebbe de Herst. Divrei alakim chayim. But you need a lot of humility for this. You need a lot of humility because it really means that it's not about me. The magic won't happen within me. It means I have to step away. Yeah, yeah. To find you, you have to go away from you. And that's not easy to hear because it's very vulnerable. It would be much nicer to say that to find me, I could stay in me. And what we're saying is to find me, I, I can't stay in me. And if I stay in me, I might become a great person, but I won't be the person who I am. I will be a cover-up. All nice, you know, godless I hear, godless I hear. I'll tikri vayikri elavayakri. There will not be the vayikri without the vayakri. It'll be, so, it'll be, it'll be, but it's nisht. It's a nisht das. The tchila one. And the reason is, because it's rooted, the reason again, reason. The source of this is because that's how it is by Hashem. Hashem was everything, is everything. But he decided, he decided in his core that he wants something else. Right? He wants the relationship. So it's, it's in the relationship that he reinvents himself. That a deeper eye comes. So we, we all work in that process. So that it's, since it's rooted in the secret of existence, you can't step away from it. Sorry for the. It's fine. It's fine. Yes, that's what it means. Yes, it's not a machshavazara. There's a maimer from Rabbi Isaac Hummeler. He was uh, also Talmud of the Balatanya on the Pasuk. 
It's fine. Zois hapam right? Hashem uh, Rashi says uh, Hashem gave Adam everybody, but he wasn't happy with anything. Then he brought Chava to him, right? And he said Zois hapam Finally, and he called her Isha, right? Kumi Ish. He's part of Ish and Beresh. See, Taichis al Pipnimius that in the relationship of the wife, of the spouse, or in the relationship that Hashem has with us. So he says, Now I can discover my own etza. Not just, she's a bone for my bones. My atzmius, my atzmius could come now. From the zulus, from the soif, I discover my tchila. It's very, very deep. So Kavayachal, Hashem says to get to my Atzmias. I need you. And I need you to absorb it. And I can't control that. Because if I'm controlling it, it's not you. <laughs> it's the magic that happens to the you can't tell the Talmud. Understand! I told you to understand, Mishugana. It's a Dreita Chaya. Understand. He's not gonna understand. He'll, he'll be petrified. He won't understand. Right? If you don't understand, I'll smack you up. Fine, smack me up. It really has to be, it has to be him. You really have to go through a symptom because you can't force it. And with Hashem, it's the same thing. You know, we have to choose it. You know, he could program us, but then it's, it's pointless. You could program students. Computers are very good students. <laughs> You're a programmer. <laughs> you tell them what to think and they think. But, uh, but this Nakuda of initiative, it has to come from him. Okay. Yeah. Is verstanden, Okay. Is that not so Very good. That's some. But they have a common denominator. It's Torah's Emes. It's the truth of God. That's the common denominator. Tirutz Amiti. Tirutz Amiti. Lakuta Torah Bolak. Tirutz Amiti. There's a lot of reasons why we came down to the world. Avol Tirutz Amiti is to become a Balchuva. It's all connected, always. You become a Balchuva, that's like Saif. What's the concept of Balchuva? It's the union of Saif, right? You go into the lowest distortions, you go into the lowest distortions. When you go down so low, everything could be distorted. If it stays up there, it's beautiful. If Avramavinu would live in an ivory tower, there would be no distortions. He didn't have to deal with Nimrod and with Terach. But when you go out, there's... If you're vulnerable, a teacher is vulnerable, just like a student is vulnerable. Because if there's no reception, it's very hurtful. You know? You have everything and nobody takes it. But that's where the relationship is. It takes its humility, but until you break through. Then you become a new person.
those different places where one chooses. Sometimes it comes from uh, inner search, sometimes it comes from outer. outer. Yeah. Somebody grabs it and say, hey. For sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it does. I saw many, many bolshevists that are coming from uh, peer pressure. Mm. And it usually doesn't matter. Oh. Well, mainly it comes from the right source, but it's... Uh, Sometimes it can be mixed in. Other psilus, you have to be invited. There's a mixture. What I mean with Valshua, sometimes when Valshua comes in, and I've seen it many times, including myself. So Valshua comes in there, and he would find a mishpia. He would tell him, it's a melting pot. You have to melt it to eat into cholesterol. You have to forget about your individuality and everything you and you have to melt. And that creates such a such a sick, eventually uh, the Zog's good. Human, human being that it's it, deformed. Then you work another 20 years to undo what you did, come back to your true self, and then come back again in a, in a pure way. And by that time, the kids have been ruined. At that time already, kids already don't know what they do. Yeah. You don't want to get me going on this? It's going to be another two hours. <laughs> what I done, what's done to Bali Tshuva? <laughs> what's done to Bali Tshuva, yeah. And it comes from the insecurity and ignorance of the religious people who don't know how to guide them. It's their own insecurity or inability, ineptness. And it fires back in such a bad way This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.